Welcome to the Road Tripping PT Podcast. I'm Tyler, and along with my co-host and wife, Carrie, we are two traveling doctors of physical therapy. What started as an idea to document our travels and the interesting conversations we have with people across the country has turned into this podcast. Join us as we talk all things, including travel therapy, our adventures, and interview strangers turned friends throughout our travel assignments. Welcome to the show. What makes you want to pick up, leave all your stuff behind? What makes you, like, what do you bring with you that you absolutely cannot live with? Uh, okay, well, we travel with a lot, probably more than the average traveler. Um, okay, so I guess I'll break it down. So I, our very first assignment, I owned a 99 Honda Accord. It was nice. It was a leather. It was a beautiful car. It was kept in a little tiny thing. Yeah. Uh, And my wife, Malibu just broke down. The drive chain broke. We ran it into the ground. We got like 200 bucks, like a auto body shop. And we bought the Chevy Equinox that you saw. Mm -hmm. And that was like, right before we considered travel, we bought this. And the guy's like, look, do you guys want to pay an extra two grand? You can get the all wheel drive. And we're like, we live in central California. We don't go to the snow with it. I can borrow my dad's truck if I go to the snow. No, we just didn't have the money. We were working permanent jobs. And like you, when you said... $18 $18 an hour. We got the minimum in California. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, we're barely making our loan payment. No. So we bought the Equinox. Like four months later, we're going to Alaska. And I'm like, well, it would have been nice to have four-wheel drive, and I can't take the Honda Accord. So I asked my dad, and he said he would trade that 99 Honda Accord for his 99 Chevy truck, which is more beat down, mm-hmm. but obviously that's a better deal for me, I felt like. It was a four-wheel drive. Yeah. Took it traveled but as for what we bring with us so right now if i were to list off stuff we have a tent we have two sleeping bags because we're afraid if we break down in the cold you want to have something for that and we like camping we have as since then because we've gone camping now have a camping stove like the little coleman grill ones we have a huge tupperware like three and a half feet by a foot and a half with you know those um not shrink wrap, but you know like the things that advertise on TV where you suck the air out and it compresses yeah, yeah, your blankets? Yeah, yeah like a yeah. storage s- suck down thing. Mm-hmm. We have all our different seasons sucked down into that, <laughs> and we keep out whatever season we need. We have both our suitcases. Now we have two inflatable paddle boards, which are packed down. <laughs> we have an entire gym. I have a bar, like a bar that you would see someone squatting with. Yeah. I have a short bar that fits in a seven-foot truck bed, along with a squat rack that collapses down, and 250 pounds of weights, four or five dumbbells, and two kettlebells. That's nuts. It's a lot. That's nuts. So that's all in the truck. That's why the truck's running low. Yeah, I yeah. bought it to get the tire changed because it was flat, and the lady's like, Hell no! What do you have in the back? I was like, you, I was like, well, I'm, I'm moving. She's like, oh, we'll have to use the jack because they didn't have a, a lift that yeah, could yeah. handle it. Anyway, so we travel with a lot. Yeah. We're prepared. Yeah. We can go from a main winter to a Louisiana summer without having to go anywhere. We have like all our stuff. That's nuts. It's a lot. Do you, do you, like, did you bring your favorite frying pan? <laughs> okay, I do have a funny story about that. No, so we don't travel with pots and pans. We always get uh, like a fully furnished with uh, utilities and household appliances included uh-huh. we always go for that so we don't travel with any of those however the instapot here that i made the soup in czar so we travel with that yeah. thanks to a family that got it for us when we live with them we have 
this is just funny because it's not a pot and pan. My wife loves cupcakes. Mm-hmm. We get our own cupcake tin, like a baking oh, yeah. cupcake yeah, yeah, tin. Yeah, yeah, baking sheet. And then, you know, yeah. you got to store them. So she has a plastic Tupperware specifically for cupcakes. <laughs> so that goes everywhere. <laughs> Other than those. That's dedication. It is. She she makes at least a couple of cupcakes every time or somewhere, a couple of batches. Other than those, no. I think we have, what do I, oh, a lot of Tupperware. Because like, <laughs> we just make our meals. And yeah, we would think like that's your personal kind yeah. of. Yeah. That goes everywhere. Yeah. Other than that, though, no pots and pans. I would like to. Sometimes, like you said, it's nice to have a good knife. Yeah. You get somewhere and it's a dull knife. There's yeah. nothing worse when you're cutting up a steak or chicken. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, because the, the, most accidents happen because your knife is not sharp enough. That's the, that's the most common issue with cutting yourself in the kitchen. And really, like my chef knife, I would never travel without it. My gosh. I can't well, imagine, like, what I would have to I would have to have, like, your truck for just me. I it's need my books. I, 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 need my, I, need, I need stuff. That's been hard. Books. So, like, yeah. a lot of, if you have PT-related stuff, we do have a couple bags that we travel. But it gets to be so much. So, we have, Yeah. I usually get my books now on the iPad, which I don't like reading on there. It's yeah. okay. I like feeling the page and flipping through it. Yeah. But that's how we keep track of most of our PT-related stuff. Yeah, and even just general your own stuff. I mean, you can. Yeah. it's easy to carry a Kindle around, and I get that. But, like, if you're into crafts or you have hobbies and oh, stuff yeah. like that, that's tough. how do you maintain a hobby? You know, you can't. No, or no like, we – I usually keep an acoustic guitar with me because I like to play. Mm -hmm. But I, can't, I couldn't fit that this round. And now, oh, we also have snowshoes now because we enjoyed snowshoeing here. <laughs> so – do you mail any of that stuff? Would no. you like ship that stuff? No. But I keep fighting putting, like, I don't want to get a small U Haul trailer and I don't want to get one of those tow hitch trailer, like, mini little racks because we'll just keep adding stuff. It'll be too much. If you're really coming back and you want to leave stuff here, I would store stuff in my garage or in my house. That's a possibility. If you wanted to leave something, I'll see if I can fit everything. I'm yeah. hoping I can. And we already, so, oh, we also, like, we graduated and moved from school. And so we do have, like some furniture and stuff mm -hmm. we didn't want to get rid of. So yeah. we do have a storage shed in our hometown where our tax home is. So whenever we go back there, it has that stuff. It has actually some clothes too, but extra. And we, yeah. need, to, we need to drop off some stuff we have because we've accumulated too much. <laughs> That's Aww. the only benefit to working that I see to working a small 13-week is you don't have time to accumulate because then you're gone. Mm. But this one's – we've been in Maine for almost nine months, so yeah. it's – it's like you're living, and you know when you live somewhere, you just slowly get things that make life easier, and then you're sure. like, "Wow, how could I pack all this?" I would, I would have, I would absolutely have to travel with extra room because I would be accumulating stuff, and 13 weeks would be plenty of time yes. for me to be. I'd have to ship stuff back home. We and okay, we do ship occasionally if we buy gifts. Yeah, like if we buy some souvenirs and we want to ship ship them, we'll ship them. Yeah. No, I'm talking about, hey, I don't need this anymore. I got a new coat. Here. <laughs> That's hard because you want to get souvenirs everywhere you go. Like I got yeah. a main sweatshirt. But then when I was seven states ago, I might have got a sweatshirt from every state. And I just, you can't do it. It's hard. It's hard. Well, I can see now why you get the socks. They're small and they're easy. Yes. They're, they're easy to pack. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So there you get socks from everywhere. My friend used to get shot glasses from everywhere. And, I mean, you travel with glass, but they... So we do take up very little room. Christmas ornaments, which oh, are I like which that. I try and protect from breaking. Mm. And we travel with like a Tupperware box of, of souvenirs and we collect coffee mugs. Mm. But I've shattered our New Orleans one because 
dropped it. Um, and then the I do socks because they're easy. And then plus when like you saw the residents here, like you show them a sock and they're like, what the heck is that? And it's like, <laughs> I have regular ones on today, but it'll be a conversation. Started. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I appreciate that. And that's, the, it, it makes sense. Like if you're going to travel, that's a cool thing to do is get socks from wherever you are yeah. because it's easier to travel with. It's small, doesn't take up too much space and you're still getting a souvenir. Mm-hmm. I do that with everybody. I get shoelaces. <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> they have the state name and stuff on shoelaces. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like, why do you? It's true. <laughs> no, I went, I, I flew somewhere and I was in the gift shop at the airport and I got nothing for anybody. I was really young. So I was, you know, like 17, 18. I wasn't getting anything for anybody. I was spending money on myself. And there were and there were shoelaces and somebody said, "Oh, I'm bringing these. I'm getting stuff for my family, like a souvenir." I'm like, "Oh, should I have done that?" And I think I had ten bucks and I bought like four pairs of shoelaces. We we slowly started doing that. Our first year of travel, it's like you get used to it and then you forget to get stuff for everyone. Mm. But now we're good about okay, we'll get everyone a Christmas gift. So over the course of like nine months, we've slowly collected Christmas gifts from Maine. Oh, good for you. A little ahead of schedule, but at least you have them. Well, that's a nice thought. I wanted to ask you, from a rehab director's perspective, because we just talked on the last episode, because now this, is, this isn't going to be a Road Trip and PT podcast. It's going to be Lunch with Julie. Woo! <laughs> <Ooh>, episode two. <laughs> uh, you said it's been five, roughly five years since you had a permanent, right? Mm-hmm. What's it like consistently getting travelers <laughs> i want to know your yeah your it's a crapshoot it's really a crapshoot you never know what you're gonna get it's like forrest gump it's a box of chocolates i'm telling you sometimes you get a gem just like you and then other times you get the nasty welfare chocolate that you want to spit out there is and there's a bunch in between we've had some really interesting people who've had some i say everybody's had some pretty good basic skills some better than others. I think that you're one of the best that we've had. Truly. And you you personally have had the, the people skills as well as the PT skills. Not everybody has that. And it's been quite a while since we've had somebody who's had all of that. Um it 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 can be it can be a real it can be a real challenge because you don't you don't know where these people have been before. You you don't know what kind of experience they've had. You don't know what kind of bad habits maybe they have. Or you know how you kind of slip into you know how you slip into shortcuts? Yeah. After you know something for years and years and years. Yeah. There are some people who just learn the shortcuts and they don't learn the rest of it and they don't know why they don't know the whole long process and that's some uh, I, I've experienced a little bit of that and I've had to do a lot of education with people and no matter where no matter where people have been every facility every place is going to be different so there's always a, a, a an adjustment period and getting somebody to orientate but that's what I've wondered I mean because you we follow a lot of travelers on social media, but I I don't know how they practice. I'm assuming, like you said, most people have a general basic skill and they can they can do fine. But I was wondering, when they come to a certain place, because what we try and do, you guys have your system here that works. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason, whether it's, you know, 
whether it's the best you've seen or the worst you've seen, it's like it works for your facility. And so what we try and do as travelers is you want to come in and do everything correctly, like by the book practice wise, mm -hmm. but just kind of blend in like, oh, that's how you guys do it. Okay. Like we'll just kind of blend in. Like you want to make it work. I don't want to come in as a traveler and try and like change everything right away and be like, well, this is how I've seen it. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you want to do something with a patient that you've seen that works, great, because that's my individual care. But if you guys have a system that works and your facility's got it down and you've got it down, we just try and come in and say, I don't want to make waves. Like, let's just make it work. I'm short term. Like, you guys have to make it work long term. And so I was just wondering how, like, I'm sure there's some that come in and you're like, wow, this is just a battle. There are some, there are some come in and it's just a 12-week gig and they want to get in and they want to get out. They don't want to make any sort of connections. They don't seem to put in um, the effort to make connections with people. They have their priority. Like I had one therapist where he had his plan of care. That was his plan of care. And the patient wasn't messing with his plan of care. And if the patient asked for something outside the plan of care, he was very... He had difficulty kind of incorporating what that patient wanted or to even be flexible and kind of work what that patient wanted into that plan of care. It was all about him and his agenda. And that can be, that's the most difficult person to deal with. Somebody who really doesn't want to be a part of the facility or want to be a part of the culture and then why bother? I think that's what? the word I was looking for, culture. Like yeah. when you're a traveler, you want to come in yeah. and you want to do your own thing, but you want to join whatever culture is there. And I get that. You know, we're all different. And you especially coming from the West Coast, we're in the East Coast. There's, there can be a whole, I mean, you know, we're all human beings and such, but there's different ways of life and different backgrounds and different uh, socioeconomical cultures, different geographic cultures and such. But I want to glean the benefits of something different because what you've seen or what you've experienced, you may be able to bring something new. And I would love that. So I like when we have new people coming in because it's new experience, it's a new perspective, it's training from a, maybe a different part of the country. So absolutely, you know, different emphasis, you know, different educators or yeah. different programs, you're going to get different emphasis on different things, different experiences are going to bring you different abilities. So I look forward to getting new people in because absolutely I learn stuff. Well, that's, yeah, and then like we were talking yesterday, we're in Maine, so I get to see how it's, like, because everywhere is a little different at every sniff or wherever you practice. Mm -hmm. But then I get to see how you guys do it in Maine. But then you're not even from Maine. You're from New York, and you're educated there. So I feel like getting to meet new people when you travel and come to a, a clinic, even that's different. Because otherwise, you know, you've been to some where they grew up in the town, they were educated in the town, and they're back, which is fine. But I like it in someone like you, who you're telling us on the other episode, you've worked with crazy injuries in New York. Mm-hmm educated there that lifestyle however that works and you come here and now you've done home health and now you've practiced here so it's just cool getting to it, learn different practices i tell you and it feels it feels relaxed now doing that kind of city kind of intense therapy having those diagnoses and patients awesome when you're younger let me tell you right now being in a long-term care facility a lot of people will say that it's boring so many people will say it's boring. 
I enjoy it. There's some consistency. I thrive personally. I thrive on some consistency. That's just the kind of person I am. So absolutely, I'm getting a lot of the same kind of diagnoses. I'm, I'm writing similar goals in that way. A lot of therapists will say, that's boring. All your plans of care look the same. Yeah, but my approach is going to be different for every single one because every single pearl out in that hall over there has a little dementia that's unique to them. So I have to approach the everybody just a slightly different way and that's a social challenge for me and I enjoy that I'm a people person so I find that to be more challenging and I find that to be really enriching when I can get somebody who's usually curmudgeon and cranky and doesn't want to do anything so all of a sudden they're exercising or they're wiping something they weren't able to wipe before or I got somebody to feed themselves and they weren't able to do that before and all of a sudden you see there's light in this person's face and you know that you made a significant difference. That is more more important to me than the paycheck I get some days. Just that, getting somebody to get that light back in their eye that, oh my goodness, maybe just having some self-worth. Yeah. You know, that part, you don't get that in pediatrics. You don't necessarily get that in a fizz-diz setting because a lot of people haven't lost or it's very temporary and they're always anticipating getting it back. In this kind of setting, I think that you get a lot more humanity. You get lessons from older people. You get in touch with who they are and what they've been and what they've been through. You get a full lesson from them, but you also get the appreciation that you don't get elsewhere. Yeah. It's such a social game too, compared to other settings. Like yeah. <laughs> here it's their home. And like you said, maybe they have dementia, maybe they have something else going on. And you're like, well, okay, what are we going to talk about today? Cause you might see them three times a week. And I feel like, you know, they're expecting something a little different cause this is their home. I've, Absolutely. It's... And there are times when, you know, they don't want to play with you. They want to maybe stay in bed today and, you know, the, their agenda is not your agenda. So you have to come yeah. up with different ways to approach people. And yeah, that part I really enjoy. And just improving a life, being able to stick with one person and kind of follow them over the course of maybe even years. I find that to be really fulfilling and seeing small but significant gains. I never, ever thought starting out that I would be working in a skilled nursing facility. I think I stepped foot in one when I was younger for like part of Cub Scouts and we went to trick or treat at one like because you just visit activities. I'm sure you guys do things similar. And I was like, no, I don't even, I didn't want to be in there. It freaked me out. I was just never, smell. like I was never around really elderly people. My grandma's like super young. She's barely 70 something now. So I was never around anyone that was really elderly. And so getting into it, my first one, that was a shock. But I will say now, like you said, I kind of like it. I, what I like the most about the skilled nursing is I show up, you see all your patients, you know who's got to be seen today, but it's up in the air. Hmm. Is someone going to want to get out of bed? Is someone sleeping in until 12? Maybe <laughs> I have to mix it up. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I kind of like it because you go in, you talk with them, you hang out. And the social part is so much different because you just want to hang out with them. They want to talk with you. They have someone to talk about. So you end up making that part of the session so they can chat, hang out, do some exercise. It's like they want you. They, I think they appreciate it. 
and of course it's not just the therapy piece it's really the social piece they have a connection with you that they don't have with other people you get people down here and well first and foremost when you get somebody into therapy they are in a position where they're vulnerable maybe they feel um embarrassed by their lack of ability or they feel fearful or they're in pain and you have to develop this really intense trust very quickly and it's amazing to do it here i i get real quality relationships here like an outpatient they want to come they want to do their exercise they want to go home or they want to be done with the exercise as quickly as possible and be done. So they're, it, you won't, you're only seeing a snapshot of them. Whereas here, I see them in therapy, and then I see them in the hallway, and then I see them in the dining room, and I see how therapy has improved life outside. So that has been something that I didn't think I needed. But as I'm getting older, I really like that part. And it makes me hesitant to move to other things. Just like with that money, like I'm sort of at a cap. I mean, I get my 2% raise every year, but I'm kind of at a cap. I don't mind. Because you enjoy it. Because this, well, you have all the components. I'm salary. I don't have to take another job. I'm going to get guaranteed 40 hours a week. So that right there, not being just a therapist in a building working on salary mm-hmm. on uh, hourly wages so I'm salary so I'm guaranteed those 40 hours I live in the town that I work in there is no issue with travel I have my child and my loved ones right around me so if I have emergencies I'm right here and I'm working in the town that I live in so I'm giving back to my community I'm taking care of the people that I see in the grocery store I'm giving therapy to my neighbors so you know them I mean I've seen you guys I've seen you guys meet people here whether you know them personally or you know their daughter or they know their yeah. somebody yeah And you know what? Living in the city and coming to live here where you know nobody but your immediate family in the city and maybe a couple of neighbors, and then you come into a place like this, I really enjoy the change. And even though I'm not the type of uh, Mainer, well, I'm not Mainer, but um, I'm not that free with my kind of personal life as a lot of people are in small town you know everything about everybody I keep a little bit more to myself I really wouldn't see myself going back to the city and living in that big anonymous kind of place I really like knowing who I live next door to I like knowing that my child is home alone now and my neighbor across the street and my neighbor to the side would kind of be looking out for my son and if anything would happen, they know where I work and they would call my facility. Yeah, small town feel. Absolutely. So I mean, it's taken a long time, but I really feel quite fulfilled and it centers around my career. I just wanted to add, uh, you were saying you get to see how the patients are doing in the long-term facility. I like that too because there's a couple where you want to see how they get in bed, but you can. Like you work with them in therapy and you wonder if it's going well, you, you don't have to. Because an outpatient, you might ask. And yeah. like you said, they're they're there for a reason. They get out and they go home and whether they do them or not. But here you can like guarantee, okay, today's not therapy day, but I'm going to peek in on so-and-so and look, mm-hmm. did you do your exercises? Is it helping? Like it's kind of nice. You can kind of do check-ins. 
No Absolutely. More. Just today, when I took our patient down the hall, we have an MS patient who hasn't been able to utilize his motor wheelchair in a year. He just mm, propelled he himself. He motorized himself down the hall, and he was like, I can't believe that I'm doing this. I can't believe. He's like, I am so happy that I got up in my chair today. Never mind all the good food he had. But <laughs> he was just so happy that he was up in his chair. And he was so proud of himself that he was able to get himself down the hall. All that. Like, I'd work for free today yeah. because And it of seems that. like such a simple task yeah. to you and me. Yeah. But same thing once we got him to it and he felt comfortable. And he even said he felt like he was sitting well. And we've been working on that for so long. And I remember a couple months ago he couldn't maneuver it. And that's... The things that you take for granted, just small things that you take for granted that some of these people, it's everything to. Like last night, she I put all those markers together Mm -hmm. for her. I put these grips on these small markers. These markers, she went to use them, and after two scribbles, they ran out of ink. She's like, I didn't try them. She she bought these markers and... She was waiting to use them and get the grips on them. So when she finally used them, so I ran to my house and I got these markers that I bought, but I never used Uh because I have a different set. The look on her face when she had these markers, it gave her something like, I was looking forward to coloring tonight. I couldn't do it because I didn't have the markers. Now I have these markers. And she texted me later that night. Her back gave out before her hand gave out. So it was, I was like, that's so wonderful that I felt good about being able to give her something that let her do something so simple but gave her so much pleasure and that sometimes just that's the crux of my job doing something to give them a small pleasure that makes a big difference yeah I think that's the biggest takeaway for long-term care Mm. I think a lot of PTs well I won't say a lot at least ones I knew going through PT school not many were diehard skilled nursing. It was, nah. I want peds. I want yeah. ortho. Sure. I'll do inpatient, although the ortho people made fun of the inpatient people. But no one. Well, like sports medicine yes, or something yes. like that. Yeah, but no hardcore. one was ever like, I'm going to do skilled nursing. I have a friend right now that absolutely loves it. I never would have thought she, she would have. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone that's thinking about it, I will say from a traveler's perspective, there's a lot of skilled nursing jobs open. Mm-hmm. A lot. And some, some I've been... They want high productivity, and that's tough. But, like you said, they're kind of rewarding, depending on depending on which patients you're working with at the time. Obviously, it has its challenges, but I found it's been really rewarding. I've enjoyed it. I don't know. I've been in a lot of places. I've been in inpatient mental health, really, like inpatient psych, where it's really exciting. I've been in ortho clinics. I've been in inpatient critical care ortho clinics. I've been in outpatient clinics. Let me tell um, pediatrics, I love this. This, I wake up every day and it's like, yeah. If I gotta go to work, yeah, I'm gonna go do this. Well, thanks for sitting down. It's my pleasure. And uh, that's it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for checking out the Road Tripping PT podcast. If you want to follow along with our adventures, learn more about travel therapy, or just get in touch, you can find us on Instagram or on our Facebook page at Road Tripping PT. Hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next time.